Fuck you, stay at home. The One Million Podcast. I never thought posting something in support of treating people equally would cause such an argument. Are you being sarcastic or are you reading the Constitution? No, I'm just, you know, I'm saying I spent all day arguing with people on Instagram because you're showing solidarity with a group that's historically oppressed and you have people like, but. Yeah, and those are people that have never been oppressed. Just to acknowledge the fact that there might be an existence you don't, you aren't aware of. But I've always argued that people live in a six block universe and, you know. We we definitely did. We grew up in suburbia and, you know, we, totally. went, we went to the same grocery store. If you went to the McDonald's, you went to the McDonald's. Like, everyone just has what they do, and that that is the scope of their lives. And so they feel like, especially in suburbia, like, well, every place is like this. And it's definitely not. And, no, and it it's is hard not. to, you know, it's just a hard thing to get someone to, to acknowledge or even understand. Mm-hmm. And when it seems like it's such a simple concept. Well, yeah, and also, like, you know, I'm not going to talk about any of this shit on stage because, you know, it's not... My my thing is about my shows is that's where people go to, like, not talk about this and to have a good time and where we can all just go and have fun and laugh no matter what our dumbass opinion might be. Uh, so that's why I don't talk about politics on stage. But on social media, I've just fucking had enough. And especially with all this stuff, because mainly because I have black friends that, you know, like Tone and Brandon and Justin, like dudes, you know, I say I love you to a lot of people when I leave. Uh, I'm a very loving person. But there isn't a person that I don't that I say it to that I don't mean it. Well, I mean, I'm right here. Well, but. yeah, you annoy the fuck out of me, but doesn't mean I wouldn't come pick you up at the airport. The point is, I want to be able to look, you know, I want to be able to look my friends of color in the eye and be like, no, I, I did something. I, I tried to help and I did more than. And you'll continue to help. And I'll continue. And it, and it was more than just a post on Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and it's. You said it. You said it very well. Where the fuck is this cursor? Right there I, I in see front it of- highlighting things, <laughs> but I don't see it. It's pissing me the fuck off. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun episode. Do you see? I see. See it highlighted something. No, I. Oh. Um. Well, speaking on that, since I know that you have been fighting with people on Instagram, Seth Rogen has taken a very good approach to this. Anyone who leaves any kind of negative comment on his post, telling them to go fuck themselves. Someone said all lives matter. He goes, eat shit and fuck you. (laughs) Wow, Seth looks like racism. By the way, black people are racist as fuck. He says, fuck off. That's awesome. Another one goes, all lives matter, you dumb fuck. He goes, fuck off. Stop watching my movies. (laughs) Someone goes, unfollowed. He goes, good, get fucked. (laughs) And it's it's every single one. And it's just, what a great approach. Oh, uh, yeah. And I've started. Get fucked. Get fucked. Don't watch my movies. <laughs> but seriously, like you know, there's there's certain things you know that I disagree with family, friends, people online, politically. But this is just one of those things. It's just a basic human right thing. Yeah. You know? And it's about equality and people that don't understand that and people that are actively fighting against something. Yeah. I'm glad to let them go. Also, if you want to argue with me or Andy about that, do that on Instagram. Do not send us an email to the pod because this is really the only time we're going to kind of get into this. It's kind of been a week. Uh, Andy and I uh, participated in the Hollywood protests last night. Yes, and you will. I mean, you'll be hearing sirens and helicopters throughout the episode because the protests are still going on. And yeah, for those of you who. I just want you to know that when we when we're talking about this, we're talking about someone whose lives are affected by the the not only the protests, but the looting, the riots every day. They're happening a block and a half from our apartment. Uh, The helicopters and the sirens you hear are in response to all of that. So when we when we talk about these things and you say and a lot of you say things like, well, what about the violence? What about this from someone and for two people that are in the middle of it? On at Ground Zero, 
The violence is not now, and I'm just speaking for Los Angeles. I'm sure in Minneapolis it's much more because it's it's Could the be true crowds here. But yeah. here in Los Angeles, I don't know what the press has told you, but the looting and the rioting, if you want to call it that, is minimal. And in those, in most of the businesses that have been broken into have come out and said, "We're fine." Yeah. This is about a bigger thing. This is about lives. Mm -hmm. This is about equality. And we have insurance. So we're fucking fine. Yeah. So and, and really the violence and the riots were there were they were sat that was Saturday. There is looting and, th and you know, minor violence that is going on. But like, you know, the burning of the cop cars, all the tear gas, the every store looted and vandalized on Fairfax and on Melrose. That was all on Saturday. Ever since then, all of the protests have been peaceful. And most of the, and it turns out a lot of the people that were arrested for vandalizing and for looting weren't even from Los Angeles. Like, they didn't live here currently. Like, no one's from Los Angeles. It's a transient town. But these people were like, no, we came into town to loot. To loot. Now, there are some locals looting. Don't get us wrong. We're not saying that it's not an There's issue. There's opportunists in every town. But we just want, you shouldn't lose you shouldn't lose the message because of the extremists. And I've been arguing with a lot of Trump supporters who say, I don't see two different groups. I see one group and what, you know, just, you know, and if you're standing next to a person throwing bottles at a cop, then you're with those people. And I feel that's a flawed argument for the same, you know, cause, and for, I hope that there are Trump supporters that listen. And uh, if you feel that way, I, I just know that you're flawed. That would be like me saying uh, you stand next to the people that bomb synagogues and and shot up 500 people in a Vegas country music festival. And so you're associated with that person. Yeah. So I just that's, that's an unfair and, and from people that protested mm -hmm. like there were definitely. And I will tell you that in our protest that we are a part of that started with, I would say, 70 or 80 people and grew to probably 3,000 by the time you and I separated. Yeah. Uh, was There were people that were policing us th within our group, not the police. There were people, the leaders. Organizers. That, organizers that if they saw you tagging or if they saw you yelling at cops they or throwing at cops, they would. They, they were would, on you in a They in were a on second. you in a heartbeat, and we would start chanting peaceful protest. And now, granted, a lot of the, some of those people got away. And, and did some and broke some windows and stole some shit. Uh, but those those people don't give a shit about the movement. Exactly. They just want free things. It's just they're opportunists. And uh, and trust me, as you've heard on our podcast, we were prepared to loot. We've been talking about looting. Yeah, man, I was wrong. Yeah, you didn't make out. A, you didn't make a list for the first time in my life. You were wrong? I was wrong. That is not true. You've been wrong. You're almost wrong more than you're right. Um, that's where you're wrong, which is always <laughs> the case. Um, so, yeah, turns out looting in my mind. <laughs> Seemed a lot more fun. Yeah. Looting like in my mind. <laughs> yeah, Had a lot of glass and tear gas A little more like me. Sonic the Hedgehog than Grand Theft Auto. A thousand percent. Yeah. You know? And but again, you, that's my that. white privilege, imagining what looting is. And then seeing what it actually is. And then seeing what it actually is. And I am I was wrong. I did tell Chris at the at the protest yesterday that if they started looting the amoeba, just maybe we pop in. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately due to due to the due to COVID they are moving locations, and so the store was already cleared out. Uh, I mean, good for them. That is great for them. Uh. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it was it always feels... It doesn't feel great. I don't want to say it feels great, because I feel like that doesn't seem like the right thing to say. But it, it's nice to be on the right side of history. Yeah, I mean, especially... Go ahead. Put our, I'm put sorry our, to interrupt. Put our bodies where our memes are, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and to also... Be a part of American history. like Exactly. And it's, you know, there, you, most of what the argument is are there are people saying that all lives matter. And all lives do matter. But right now, if there's a house on fire, you're like, hey, everyone's going to go help this house put out its fire. Someone's going, but what about my house? Well, your house isn't on fire. Your house isn't on fire. You know, especially as a kid that, you know, we all grew up 
going over the civil rights section of the of the 60s. Like that was a huge that was like 3 months of you learning shit. And I just I remember all the kids going, "Oh, well this is bullshit. Of course black people should have all the rights that we all have." I never heard one kid in my 8th grade social studies class be like, "But Exactly. It's, it's somehow it's it's when they get older, somehow they just re- they're like, no, no, they maybe. The, but yeah. And it's I don't I don't understand it. If, if this wasn't the first time that we've been dealing with this, then then maybe some of these arguments that some of you have about the protests uh, being violent and Would being and, and being out of line might hold water. But they've been protesting for. 200 years yeah and and nothing's ended so and as as a person who loves black people individually like have people in my lives that are of color that i love genuinely that i've almost got into fights with and for, a, a love of black culture and yeah i mean you're talking about a guy that's musical taste sounds like a 70 year old black man it's, yeah it's it's a lot of shit you probably haven't heard. And, and he will be the first to tell you you probably haven't heard it. <laughs> and I will also tell you how it's way better than any shit you have. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, you know, our, our family raised us on black culture. They did. It was a big part of our upbringing. Our, my, our parents raised us on soul music. Yes. And uh, yet still weren't too pleased that we went and protested but well, that, just for our safety but you know they were yeah they were we need to use our our voices to amplify black voices and i need to i need to be able to sleep at night and i need to be able to look my black friends in the eye and go i love you and i'm here for you and yeah I, and i can do that uh and uh but yeah i'm glad we went last night because today's protest seemed a lot longer and a lot hotter <laughs> <laughs> i I it like, was it was about we marched for three hours yesterday. Yeah, we did what eight miles. We did eight miles, and today they marched for about six hours. Yeah, which was amazing, and it was all peaceful, and it was much larger. And the cops were all cool. Now, granted, I will say this: some they of they did have that standoff though. They they weren't all cool. The uh, what when we were protesting? No, today, right at the bottom of oh, Los I'm, Palmas. I'm talking about when we were protesting. Oh no, I'm sorry. Today, this afternoon, they ha- they blocked off Hollywood Boulevard and would not let people march, uh, and made them like turn around. Um. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, well, anything to protect the, the American Eagle outfitters. <laughs> A sobering experience. I, I don't know if you've ever pulled up and seen a bunch of Humvees and dudes in camouflage and M16s or whatever the new version of that is. Uh, and just so there's a lot, a lot of M16s. It's. Uh, it's I know a, they're there for our protection, but seeing that many automatic weapons at once, yeah, definitely puts a pit in your stomach. And not and to not be at a family barbecue. It, it's yeah, different. and it's like, well, I don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. No, when Uncle Tom has his AR-15 out, that just means. No. dinner's ready <laughs> uh so yeah this is just and you know we're not turning this into a political podcast this is just what happened to us this week and that's what this podcast is about mm-hmm. and uh it's you know again today i've been arguing with people uh over what all this is about and what it means and who you should be mad at and who you should support and uh the funny thing is you know again most protests are done by people of the community and uh, we were walking to our, the protest from where we live uh, because we could. And this guy walks out and screams, go back to your own neighborhood. And we we're like, of the two people to scream that at. I was like, this is our fucking neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, I bet you say that to 40 other people on this thing. They, You might get a reaction, but we actually fucking live here. Also, this is- what are you worried about, white guy in Crocs? Texting and yelling, sitting next to a Wells Fargo ATM. Yeah, well, it, it live, coming out of your six thousand dollar a month condo. Yeah, you know, sir, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Don't watch my movies. <laughs> Don't get fucked. <laughs> Don't watch my movies. Oh shit. Uh, he lives. Apparently, he lives right. My, sorry, my post base is close. Uh, I guess it's seven minutes away. He lives very. He lives next door to Taryn. Oh, no Seth shit. Seth Rogen. His house is right next to her apartment building. Oh, that's awesome. Over in WeHo. Oh, 
Um, I hope I get to own a house someday. Man, I was looking at Zillow today because I've been running up Beachwood Canyon. Oh, yeah? And that that's my dream neighborhood. Yeah. It's just north north of the cafe. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, oh, God, it's so nice. I, uh, what's my dream neighborhood? Maybe WeHo. Uh, I like Pico Robertson. Toluca Lake's always nice. Uh, Love the Tula. Love the two. I mean, granted, I've been walking around and I almost know it like the back of my hand. I can drive to KP's without my GPS. It's a good day. Uh, it's four turns. Yeah, but it took me a while to figure out which turns were which. That one sneaks up on you. Really? Because it's like the first street in a while. But it sneaks up on you. Because <laughs> you're, like, oh, you're like, oh, there's not a street. Oh, fuck, it's right there. I have I did house sit for him long enough that it was like I did live there for part of like 2015. <laughs> it felt like. Yeah, so you just use sonar at this point. <laughs> yeah, I swim there through the tunnels. <laughs> I flush myself down the toilet, and I'm like, let up, let up, let up, And lots of beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> The radar has been jammed. Only one man would send me raspberry. <laughs> Lone Star. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes we do just do a whole space ball scene. Because our jokes aren't funny enough, so we use other people's as jokes. It's a Dane Cook approach. Here we go. <laughs> I, so uh, what'd you do this weekend, Ru? Um, wow. Well, aside from the civil unrest, what did I do Friday? Friday? Uh, oh, Jordy and Chris Hurt stopped by. Oh, I was there. You stopped by as well because you borrowed my car to go do your comedy show in a plane. In a fake plane. In a fake plane. Put a pin in that in your ear holes because we'll circle back. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so you borrowed my car and you came back and uh, we watched part of Airplane. Because that was the airplane, one of the airplanes you saw. Mm-hmm. Airplane, airplane, airplane. Keep up, folks. <laughs> and Saturday? Saturday. Did we hang out Saturday? No. No. I played trivia Saturday. That's right. I did do that. I took apart my Lego Quickie Mart. You did. Only to rebuild my Lego Quickie Mart. A lot like the city of Los Angeles. He tear it down just to rebuild it back up again. Did it in 92. We're doing it in 20. Yeah. It's also like, what do you expect when 40 million Americans are also unemployed? Anyway. Also, also, to be fair, these riots are being quelled handily. Daryl Gates let those riots burn for a while before they did shit. Yeah. So these these shop owners didn't have to become their own snipers. (laughs) Yeah. As they did in 92. Um... Bing, bang, donk. And then just kind of hung out Sunday. Yeah. 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 And then yesterday we, we protested. And then we got drunk. We fought the powers that be and then we got drunk because. We had walked Man, off. we, that was, it was a lot yesterday. Imagine, <laughs> imagine feeling that every day. And it was emotional and it was an intense and, and, and you are scared, especially until I looked back and there were 2000 people behind us. Yeah, uh, I was a little on edge, especially yeah, I was being the you're big also brother. Like, well, yeah, and you could also be like someone could drive a car in here at any point. Oh, at any point, and yeah. they have, so it's kind of a concern. Yeah. But also, once we, we really got moving, the side streets were blocked off by police officers, so that couldn't happen. Yeah, no, they were very protect, and that's why I will. My one critique of the protest was they would say, "Fuck the police," which I understand. Uh, but they were saying it to the ones that were keeping us safe. Yes. And I would have rather just like a peace sign or maybe even kneeled in front of them would have been, I think, in a pr- more appropriate stance. But also, I understand the anger. Uh, well, uh, Friday or Thursday, I did a fucking Zoom show for realtors. And Is that when you do a bunch of cocaine <laughs> and then just say all the jokes real fast? It was in the 80s. It was in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah. No, this is just a show on Zoom. And I didn't really want to do it because it sounded like a fucking nightmare. And, <laughs> and I even told him that. The guy, it was... Do appraisal bits. The guy, well, Brad Williams did a private and he told me about it. And he said, 
at one point a woman very clearly said I can't hear him. He's not fun, or I can't see him. He's not funny if I can't see him. And then just <laughs> logged off. And just logged off. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like a so like I was very. I had just done a Zoom show where I'd seen them like put up a thing where they're like, "Here are the rules," and I was like, "Perfect." So I just kind of copied and pasted that. And I was like, "You need to put this up." Yeah. And the guy was cool about it. And and it was it actually turned out to be a great show. Uh, I don't want to do another one, but you know it's cool to make decent cash in the comfort of your own living room. I, I felt like a cam girl. I was gonna say that's dildos. why I started camming. And uh, and then Saturday I had or no that was Thursday Friday I did do my first live show in a long time. Uh, it was at Air Hollywood, which is a set warehouse where. Basically, if you see a airplane interior shot, it was probably shot at this dude's place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like the wedding singer, that like the wedding. And I'm pretty sure our show was in the wedding singer airplane, but they also had the original airplane cockpit in there, which was surely you're kidding. Don't call me Shirley. I uh, that movie is huge in our family. It is fucking constantly quoted and it's you know it's up there on in the echelon of blazing saddles uh and young frankenstein fuck yeah with movies that are quoted all the time in our family and with our friends uh so yeah i got to sit in the cockpit uh for about four seconds it was actually i posted the picture on my instagram at i am chris porter and uh, you can (laughs) see it uh and uh, I was literally in there for four seconds. It was pitch black, and the light you see is from the flash. And uh, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, so that's what the cockpit actually looks like. <laughs> uh, you have to, like, zoom in on the picture so you can see what you was actually in front of you? Yeah. Uh, and then we did the show. It was fun. It was fun to be in front of a live audience. Uh, wasn't it safe It was as it was <laughs> advertised, but uh, it was everyone seemed comfortable except me. Uh, <laughs> That tracks. Also, a lot of people were just like acting like nothing had happened. So we'd like get in and we'd take our masks off and then people would walk up to you and be like three feet away from you like, hey, what's up? And I just like back up like, you know, COVID still up. <laughs> yeah, kind of. LA kind of had like a peak day last week. Yeah. So if we could like just stay six feet apart and listen again, listeners, I know some of you don't believe in the fucking Science. Science. And you don't buy the whole thing, and I get it. But also, don't make... If someone does believe it, maybe just not be a dick and make them feel uncomfortable about it. Just be like, just respect the fact that you disagree on that and give them some space and not make a big fucking deal out of it. But I would just back up. and uh, But the show was good. Um, And then, yeah, unfortunately, my car was in the shop. Uh, which happens uh, a lot, it seems. <laughs> I like uh, my, my car was in the shop, got it out, drove it the next day, and then realized something else was wrong with it, and then took it back in today. And fortune shone upon me because it was a very—it sounded really bad, but it was like a bolt was missing, so they charged me like seventy bucks. And uh, <laughs> I which, took that bolt, which is a much better because the thing I apparently I broke the five hundred and forty dollar rod the weekend before that, so uh, it was nice. <laughs> that, that's to, the five forty rod. The five forty rod. I hate it. Oh man, it's usually the eight hundred dollar rod, so I felt like I got out of it, and uh, and then. <laughs> I, then I was supposed to play softball on Saturday when I realized that I didn't have a car at about, I don't know, 2 a.m. Friday. And uh, it was too late to call Andy and be like, hey, can I borrow your car tomorrow morning? So I just said, fuck it. I'm not playing. Oh, and man, I should just give you a key. Yeah, I wasn't. I, have to get I just kind of took it as like, hey, maybe you shouldn't go play. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just take things as a sign. Yeah. I saw the sign and it opened my eyes. I saw the sign. No one's going to drag you up to get under the life where you belong. <laughs> uh, and then Sunday was just a nice little Sunday. Did we hang out Sunday? I don't remember. I don't either. I feel like no. No. We didn't because <laughs> I got really drunk. 
uh, with my good friend Brian Sarkin on FaceTime. Sarkin. Drank about, uh, I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Hey, Adam, could you stop? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, I, it's just, it sounds like he's just dragging his bowl from one end of the kitchen to the other. Just like a fucking jail person. No shit, like with an old coffee mug. God damn. Uh, you want more food, porker? And man, did I get drunk. Yeah, I drank a lot of 1942. Like January to October. That's how much of 1942 I drank. Oh, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like how many bottles you've had from January to October? No. That's a lot. No, like, you know, how years are divided up into months. I, drank I don't know about of- that. <laughs> Fake news. I don't know about that. I don't know what I believe in anymore. Everything <laughs> is just, it's so much. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, that is R2-D2 for listener mail. Bop, 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 uh, that's right. Bop, it's listener mail time. Bop, bop, and I didn't really uh, pre-edit, so bop, this should be bop. fun. I'm making it more like an amber alert of mail. Bop, bop. Oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, before we get into listener mail, I would like to say, because we talked about it on the last pod, I, and I did post about it on my Instagram at I am Chris Porter. Uh, the Lake of the Ozarks people. Guess what? The big pool that you all saw on the internet. Mm-hmm. One of those motherfuckers tested positive for COVID. Which means all of you motherfuckers are going to test positive for COVID. What up? Uh, so enjoy that. I hope it was worth two hours in a pee-filled pool. <laughs> That's what I say to all my dates. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was worth two hours in a pee It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know why they don't stick around. <laughs> uh, this first one's from Mark. He says, hey, guys, exclamation point in the subject. Hey, Chris, ampersand, Andy, exclamation point. Just want to drop a line and say, hey, from your legion of fans out here in Northern Virginia. We watched a virtual show this past weekend at the Nowhere Comedy Club with Josh Blue. And not quite sure what I was on that night, but you guys were the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. Probably well, planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we took first and third in a con- in a contest, respectively. Uh, What's Ty up to? Ty, I see him around every once in a while. Is and he doing comedy? Is he just chilling? He did. Con- I think he took a break for a little bit. Yeah. I think he like had some family stuff. I'm not real sure, Is but he still in L.A. He's still in L.A. Okay. Or or a better yet, I would say he's in L.A. now. I don't really know his whole story. Uh, but I do see him from time to time, and he's always a very nice guy and very loving. I love it. Uh, man, that was a fun show. Josh was super funny. Also, when you're in quarantine and you haven't seen a live show in a long time, like everything is a little better, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, see, so uh, so apparently he says his neighborhood has called has a nickname, Mister Chuckles. Why wow, you watched it with your whole neighborhood? Was it like a was it like a social distancing drive-in sitch? I'd like to know about that. A couple of questions. Chris, I see you're doing CrossFit and being a fellow CrossFitter. What is your favorite and least favorite CrossFit exercise? Annie is is also a CrossFitter, so she can chime in on this as well. Uh, She just doesn't post about it as much as I do. No, I'm not. I'm not a thirst trap. I'm a little thirst trappy. Uh, I don't really hang out with a lot of like when I go to the comedy clubs, I don't hang out. I just go do my thing and I leave. So I got to let those bitches know what I've been up to. And I do that with my abs on the Instagrams. Barf. (laughs) <laughs> fucking gross <laughs> uh my favorite uh my favorite crossfit exercise i would say is probably the snatch i uh are you insane i do like it it just makes squatter regular squat squatter power you're fucking nuts no i like it, it makes me feel like a man get it fucked don't watch feel, my movies makes me f- <laughs> <laughs> and uh my least favorite is a thruster i fucking thrusters can eat dicks Oh, yeah. My least favorite is 1,000% thrusters. Uh, and your favorite? I love a kipping handstand push-up. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, I do like Just those. Just anything that gets you, like, I love a rope climb. Okay. Love a rope climb. Anything that, like, kind of breaks up the, like, in a, like a box jump. Shit like that. I'm, I like the, um, the little bit, the, uh, the, the parkour aspect of uh, the CrossFit. I also like it when you get to roundhouse your partner. <laughs> I, no one works out with me anymore, but I like that part. You know that like first couple sips of alcohol, 
When you like feel it hit your bloodstream and then your whole body gets warm. Yeah. I just had that happen. Nice. Either that or I pissed in your recliner. God damn it. Oh, it uh, was both. <laughs> da, da, da. Mark wants to know if I'll ever come out to do a show in Northern Virginia or D.C. I do Richmond. Uh, the D.C. Improv does not book me. I don't know why, uh, but I don't hold it against them. Uh, thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. This next one's from Brian. Help a brother out, please, he says. Hey, Chris Ampersand Andy Comma. Love the show, and I honestly can't think of anyone better to give me some advice about a unique problem I'm having. Like a lot of people, I'm laid off because of the Rona, and I've been trying to stay busy. Unfortunately, I fell down the OnlyFans rabbit hole, man. Oh, no. That's fucking... That's like the, <laughs> I love where this is going. Long story short, a chick I followed on there has been super nice and messaging constantly, which is expected since they want money. Absolutely. It's a virtual strip club. I don't message I that often. And she has given me free monthly subscriptions because I'm cool, apparently. That itself is not a problem, but now she wants me to come visit her in Florida. I'm damn near twice her age and not that attractive, but she says that she's cool with all of that. But seriously, what the fuck am I supposed to say this? I'll give you some help figuring out this out. Thanks and fuck you. I'm getting tired of staying at home. Brian, that's very funny. <laughs> I like that. P.S. When Andy says back attack snacks, I can't help but laugh every damn time. Uh, then Brian sends another email. Hey, guys, a little follow-up on my previous email. I've spent a total of six ninety nine on our OnlyFans. $6.99. So it's not like I'm throwing a ton of money away, but it sounds sketchy to me. Hope this helps give a little more info. Thanks again. Thanks against. Oh, I think it's a miss. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's a misspelling. Uh, thanks again. And as always, fuck you. I'll try to stay at home. Brian. Um, this sounds like a catfish situation. It's a, like a reverse cat catfish. No, this is absolutely a catfish situation. She's baited you. This, I mean. I am skeptical of, hold on, I'm skeptical of an OnlyFans situation because there are these, you can fake videos, you can fake have conversations with people, it's very easy. Um, you know, I'm sure you can feign a relationship with someone on OnlyFans. I'm not saying she's doing this, I'm just saying I've watched a lot of episodes of Catfish and this is where my lie detector is pointing me and I think it's going to be like not the person that you think it is. Yeah, I you would. Know what I, mean? I would. De- I definitely demand a FaceTime situation Hell to kind of yeah. suss this whole thing out. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, this does sound sketchy. Uh, in a catfish situation, though, they usually avoid meeting until the catfish people show up and go, "Hey, you guys need to meet." Well, okay, but also on 90 Day Fiance, there's a guy on a current season who's being catfished by this woman online. Yeah. To be his wife, and they're like in love, and they've been talking for four years. Four times he's traveled to her country yeah. to go visit her, and she doesn't show up. Oh, okay. That's a, that's like an ultra catfish. Ultra catfish. And she says, like, they're like, oh, I'm too nervous to actually meet you in person. I'm so sorry. I don't think now is the right time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, but also, he's... He, and they know your address, so, like, maybe they could fucking rob you while you're gone. He makes a point. Six ninety nine on our OnlyFans, so it's not like you're a sugar daddy. So I understand that. Uh, she's throwing you monthly subscriptions. How's her following? Is she just trying to build a? Yeah, what's is that she like? just trying to build a following? Uh, have so, you guys Facetimed? Have you talked on the phone? Yeah, try to get like try to get like some personal info, and Facetime with her on the phone. Has that she being shown said, you, has she shown you her C-section scar yet? <laughs> that being said, don't don't meet her at her place. I would meet her somewhere neutral or have her come to your place and then you have a lot more control over the situation you get to where she is the implications that sounds terrifying well i mean you You always meet on neutral ground yeah i'm not saying well i'm but not maybe not come to your place but come to your city that was just the way you phrased it yeah that's that's total control of the situation (laughs) you know because of the implications also i we talked about the guy on on tinder that met a girl and they went on a date and all of a sudden her friends showed up on the date and they robbed the fuck at him. Yeah. Uh, and so that that all of these things could be possibilities. But also, we're so sorry if she's actually very into you. There's also an episode of Catfish where it all works out. I've seen it and it's and it's not as uh, gratifying. I'm going to be super honest with you. No, it's not. I saw one. It's this blonde girl's like, oh, this dude. He's going to, he, you know, he's just working real hard. He has all this money. And he doesn't want to come. He doesn't want me to come see him until he's perfectly ready. You're like, this is bullshit. And they show up to his house. 
Dude walks out. They're like, is this your parents' house? And he's like, nah, bitch, this is my house. And I was almost ready to call you, but here it is. And they lived happily ever after, and I fucking hated it. I didn't like it at all. Oh, I want to be real catfished. Uh, So, listen, it does sound sketchy. It is very sketchy. Uh, if Have her send her credit card info. Yeah. Uh, definitely know? get a FaceTime situation. Suss this whole thing out. Suss. Also, make sure that she's worth all of this. Uh, if she's twice your age, I doubt she's keeping you entertained intellectually. Hey. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're probably not. Uh, so he's got he's got me there. You know, especially if you're my age, that means she's 21, 22, and those bitches are fucking annoying. Oh God, yeah. Especially like forty year old guys are much better. Especially yeah. when they get fucking three cranberitas down their gullet. <laughs> Don't talk about money like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks, Brian. Uh, I hope, please email us back. Let's keep us updated. Be right. Uh, and we'll and if we if you want us, we'll keep walking you through it. This next one's from Sean. Subject: Andy's insight. Hey guys, happy whatever the hell day it is anymore. Like it matters. On a recent episode, I heard Andy talk about The Exorcist and how it affected as a, how it affected her as a younger person. I was wondering if she has seen Exorcist Three. Nope. Well, there it is. <laughs> uh, not only as a fan of scary movies, but as someone who has worked in the industry, and may notice things that others wouldn't. Oh, maybe maybe there's some con- there's some continuity issues. I just do. Okay, so I need you to write back and let me know. Do I need to see Exorcist Two to get caught up on Exorcist Three? Can I just jump right into Exorcist Three? Yeah. So like, and is it scarier than Exorcist One? Like, I need you to kind of clue me in here a little bit. Don't give me plot points on the uh, on the scary scale from one to ten. You tell me how scary that Exorcist Three is. Uh, and I'll yeah. think about it. Is it like Back to the Future Three, where you can just jump in and like you just watch it as a standalone? I hope so, because no. I don't. I can't handle like I'm sure three hours really to get an answer on this to watch both movies. Uh, I understand that Chris is not a fan of horror. That's right. But as someone who seems to appreciate a good performance, I ask that Andy haven't watched Brad Dourif's amazing acting in Exorcist 3 on YouTube. As always, thanks for everything. Stay well and fuck you. Stay at home. McLeod out. Chris is a fan, not a fan of horror, but he's a fan of horrors. Yeah. No, no, no. I like loose women. <laughs> uh, they're fun. Loose women and tight change. And <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. I've got a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, that's been Listener Mail. Listener Mail and the One Million Podcast is brought to you by Back Attack Snacks. Back Attack Snacks. Well, next time you're hungry, go to backattacksnacks.com. Get you some of some almonds, some beef jerky. They got a bunch of flavors. It's made with real food with real ingredients you can find in your own kitchen. Probably. Yeah, do it. Go to go look in your kitchen. Go to backtacksnacks.com. And when you go there, enter in the promo code one millionth pod. That's all words. One million with a TH and a POD. And you'll get 25% off your whole order. That's right. You buy four equally priced things. You're only going to pay for three of them, bitches. Bitches. That's what we call nuts and jerky. Because <laughs> you're jerking off till you nut. Backtacksnacks.com. <laughs> That's weird when we reverse that, but want, all right. All right, you want to do it again? Nope, we're right. keeping it. Okay. You tried. I did. And now <laughs> we'll never go back. Now we'll never go back. <laughs> Jerk it off till you nut. <laughs> and don't forget, when you order from backattacksnacks.com, you not only support Backattack Snacks, but you also support Pod. You want to support the Pod, don't you? Give me money. So, uh, a little more nightmare fuel for you. Oh, it's already been a week. <laughs> uh, you like bananas, don't you? Mm. Get yourself a nanner every once in a while. I mean, probably about four a week. Really? Yeah. You're a four nano a week person. I gotta put something down there. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Fucking. I mentioned my stomach. <clears throat> Hi, mom. <laughs> I probably four bananas a week. I do a rice cake peanut butter banana situation. Okay, you ever found anything hidden in a bunch of bananas? Like, no, uh, I just say I'm I'm just a come Mr. Tally man, tally me banana. <laughs> well, a couple in England uh, was shocked to discover a scorpion 
native to Florida, hiding in a bunch of bananas purchased from a local grocery store. Uh, they initially thought the animal was dead. And they realized it was alive when it scurried across their bedroom floor. Now, why they had bananas in the bedroom, I'll never know. Ah, we just covered that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were unpacking their groceries. I, I think they were well past that if they were in the bath in the bedroom with the bananas. Not only had they gotten home. It was had... it was Bachter Bugle in the bedroom with the bananas. <laughs> it's the worst game of Clue ever. Bachter Bugle. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything that starts businessman what Brett. The, what is Bachter? <laughs> Doctor with a B. God damn it. <laughs> There's episode title. <laughs> It was Dr. Bugle in the bedroom with the bananas. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'd ever eat a banana again if a scorpion fucking came out. Well, have you seen what they what was going viral last week of the washing of the strawberries? Uh, ah, don't you look it up. I will throw it up on the screen. I'm grabbing my lighter. I know, thought you were going for the mouse. I wanted to hit the bong. Can I hit the bong? Or are you going to yell at me about that? Well, it depends on if you do it wrong. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Get fucked. Don't watch my movies. <laughs> so someone on TikTok um, posted this video of them washing their strawberries in salt water. Why is this so hard to find? I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck you're looking for. Well, it went viral. So. Apparently, it went super viral. Well, it's like all these news outlets have like have it like packaged in with their own fucking shit. Also, your internet's. Well, there's only 38 devices pulling on it right now. There are only 38 devices pulling on it right now. <laughs> nice. Zing. I found it. And I love strawberries, and this is not going to make me stop eating strawberries. Well, mm, yeah, I don't know. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. Wait, what? I knew I didn't like strawberries for a reason. You don't like strawberries? No, I don't even like strawberry flavored things, really. What? Yeah. Just something about it. I think it's the worm taste. <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, I was eating strawberries at Mom Packed as my snack. And I, there was a worm in one. Yeah. So that ruined that for me last week. Yeah. What else? Universe. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So there's that. So you know how we're just fucking awesome and we have a super high threshold for pain? At least I do. What, you and I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, research has found that saying the word fuck can improve your threshold for pain. Yep. Sounds I mean, about right. It sounds perfectly right. So they did a test where they p- would uh, immerse a person's hand in a bowl of ice water and let them yell an expletive. And they did like the they you could say fuck. And then they also gave them made up swear words such as fouch and twiz pipe. <laughs> Holy twiz pipe. Yeah, that yeah, it doesn't feel right. Mother twiz pipe. Yeah. Oh, we're using that. <laughs> Son of a twiz pipe. Oh, that bitch can suck on my twiz pipe. You know that's my favorite Weezer song, Twiz Pipe. <laughs> the F word was linked to a thirty-two percent increase in pain threshold and a thirty-three percent increase in pain tolerance, according to the publication. He made up words had no beneficial impact. So fucking s- keep swearing. Yeah. 2020 fucking sucks. But that's why also like super uppity people that don't swear are always super mad and pissed off all the yeah. time. Because they don't just let it go. Because they don't know how great the word fuck is. Just not not just as a word, but as a feeling. Exactly. It's oh, it feels like, so good. Fuck. Oh, man. If you're sitting in your car right now on the count of three, just yell fuck. Three, two, one. See? Do you feel that? Oh, I bet that felt good. Like, like you know when like you're watching sports, and like oh they, they, god, I miss sports. And they get a close up on like the the coach, and he just says motherfucker real slow, and then like even in slow motion, as soon as the air is over, there's just like a calm that comes over because mm-hmm. he got the fuck out. It's because it's the fuck calm. 
When people say get the fuck out, that's what they mean. Oh, Just get it so out. Good. Just get it out. Also leave. Get fucked. Don't watch my movies. Uh, weird <laughs> sex stuff. We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. Today or pre- other days? Well, every day. Every day we talk. Well, I mean, on the pod we've talked about weird sex stuff before. Freaky fucking. <laughs> that's the segment. <laughs> uh, you know, some people, and I'm, I've met a girl whose fantasy was this, and then I've, I've also Ugh. met a dude who's uh who's had tried to uh be a part of this fantasy and it's it's a sexual fantasy where someone you know usually breaks into your house and quote unquote rapes you Woo! Woof. yeah it's uh that sounds terrifying but there are there are women that are into it of course and you know obviously they're not <laughs> They, they want a, a closed environment rape. They don't want to. They're not walking down Skid Row with, oh, you know, no. loose meat or anything. But loose. Uh, Do you mean like ham? Yeah. What do uh, you think? I mean, her vagina. I didn't know. Uh, well, either one's super dangerous to have out. <laughs> Two Australian men had to be acquitted because uh, they accidentally entered the wrong home with two machetes. Thinking they were taking part in a sexual fantasy, but they got the address wrong. Yeah, is that does that theory hold up in court? Yeah, the pair from Sydney, Australia, made their apologies and left the startled victim's bedside as soon as they realized their mistake. Uh, one of them has now been acquitted of entering the home in July 2019, intending to intimidate while harmed with an offensive weapon. Well, yeah. How far did they get into they at, the thing? They were at the bedside and they like woke him up. And they're like, oh, there's a dude here. And also, wait, you don't look like the picture on Craigslist. Oh, so there was no rape. There was no rape. No, Thank they, God. They broke in and were like, hey, wake up. We're here to rape. And then they're like. <laughs> and then they, they, Sue was like, I want you to say these words exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, wake up. We're here to rape. And they're like, we didn't order a rape. And they're like, we <laughs> have. Honey, we honey, have did a, you order a surprise rape? Is your email rapegirl at Gmail? <laughs> and they're like, no, I'm. Gary Thompson 42 at Gmail. And they're like, man, is this 742 Gary Street? And they're like, no, this is 740. And you're like, fuck. Shit. Our bad, bro. Our bad. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, they carried machetes either as a prop. The fantasy was unscripted and there was discretion as to how it would be carried out. Uh, according to court documents, a man living in Western, wherever the fuck, wanted a broom handle to be rubbed around his underwear. That was in quotes. He was willing to pay $5,000 if it was really good. What kind of broom handle? Plastic? I wood? I don't know. They don't. They, that's Swift, all they say. Swiffer? I wish there was more description because I know I have a lot of questions. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in a Craigslist rape fantasy, make sure you get that address right. I would double check that. Like, hey, when you send the address, can you send a picture of the front of the house? Yeah, just FY, you know, just so I know. I'm not real good with numbers. Or, like, put a sign on the front door that says, rape this house. Yeah. Rape, sweet rape, if you could just have that up there. <laughs> Live, laugh, rape. <laughs> In the bathroom, it says, this is a R-A-E toilet. Notice how there's no P on it. Woof. That's a play on the pool one. He said, "This is an ool." Notice how there's no p in it. So I made it. I made it. I made it a rape thing. Andy. Andy, did you hear it? Andy. <laughs> Do you know this is the Channel Islands? R A space E, because there's no p in it. Because you can't rape in the bathroom. Do you get it? But do you get it? I hate it here. Oh, man. How long have we been recording for? 14 minutes. <laughs> Feels like an eternity. <laughs> but do you get it? How many? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hate you. Perfect. You want to get in on the XFL? Because 
You can. What? How? Tell me. It's going. It's assets are to be auctioned August third. The Roughnecks. Everything's up for sale because uh, they think they're going to bring it back. Didn't Ed McMahon try to jump back in? Vince McMahon. Ed McMahon uh, has been dead for some time. What? Yeah. I had dinner with him on Tuesday. No, you didn't. Are you sure? Absolutely. Because restaurants were closed on Tuesday. That's A. Well, I painted my bathroom with the windows closed. So There it is. Uh, so a lot of people were thinking that McMahon was accused, uh, or they thought he was just filing bankruptcy so he could buy the league again, which is some weird business move where you kind of like get rid of your losses and then still own shit. It's, oh, I don't, you know, it's something dad would explain to us and I'm sure Don Kincaid would so know how to do to it like eight times better. Yeah. Uh, so the auction is scheduled for August 3rd. So if you want to get in on the ground, on the semi ground level. I'm saying August 3rd, you just need to come up with a couple mil. You got time. It could happen. I am getting unemployment. I wonder if I could save up enough. At least one bidder described as very capable of rejuvenating the league if it wins. So this might not be the the end of the XFL. You might get to go to a rough next game after all. You know, in times of such darkness and despair. And I find myself in times of trouble. It's good to know that I can Mother Mary comes to me. Invest my money in something I truly believe in. Speaking words of wisdom. Like guys that weren't good enough to make it into the NFL. Let it be. And invest in the XFL. Roughnecks. Let it be. Let it be. I'm on my way. Let it be. Let it be. To our road to championships. Houston Roughnecks. Let it be. Ooh, I wonder if there's going to be discounted hoodies. <laughs> well, this has been fun. This has been fun. It was a good time. It was a, I, I definitely needed it. Uh, I wanted to have some fun after three days of being very incredibly serious. Yes. Uh, so, and uh, I hope the, the beginning wasn't too heavy for all of you. We definitely lightened it up at the end. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, as always, uh, I, well, first off, you can find uh, Andy at Andy Porter on Twitter and at Andy Port on Instagram. Whoa. And you can find Chris at I am Chris Porter on Twitter and Instagram and the pod on Instagram at one millionth pod. That's one million with a T-H and a P-O-D. That's all all words. words. And uh, did you say the Twitter one? No, I didn't. That's uh, the number one in the words millionth pod. Till uh, that God dies. Till that God dies. Till that God dies. Till that God dies. Till he dies. Till that God till dies. That God dies. Till, that God till he dies. dies. Till he dies. Maybe that one guy. He died. Maybe he, he died. died. He died. Maybe that one guy. He died. He died. As always, I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. This has been the One Millionth Podcast. Fuck you. Uh, stay at home unless you go protest. My little sweater.